Sportswise podcast. Jared here again, and I have Jai and Harry on the other line once again. How are we today, boys? Very good, thank you, sir. Very good, mate. Very good. So we've had a bit of an ex- exciting uh, week ahead of uh, uh, behind us. We had the NBA. We had looked like it was over, and then we had a bit of a revival maybe on yesterday. So what's your opinion on that one, boys? Look, yeah. let's before we start calling it a revival, let's maybe call it a, a blip in uh, what I would think is Warriors' uh, finals victory. Uh, the game was obviously yesterday morning, Australian time. <clears throat> Jared, as you would probably agree with me, in an unbelievable game. Uh, was it 49 points from the Cavs in the first quarter? Uh, a very disruptive game. There was a lot of fouls. I think there was 22 free throws for the Cavs in the first quarter. Uh, yeah. So it was... A, a wild game, absolute insane three-point shooting from the Cavs. They look like they were, they were shooting everything everywhere. J.R. Smith has a, had a big game after a bit of criticism early on uh, in the series. So he, uh, and same with Tristan Thompson, you could argue, had definitely had his best game of the final oh, series. Yeah, so it was a very good game. It looked like, yeah. It looked like the Cavs, which we expected to see in the finals. It looked like they finally showed up, and they really uh, did um, hand out a beating, you'd say. You wouldn't even say maybe the Warriors defended pretty badly, but they scored quite well. But uh, the Cavs were just too good on the day. What are your thoughts, Jared? Um, yeah, I was honestly thought it was going to be quite a tight game. I was pretty nervous. I thought it might be the end of the season. But they came out and, like I said, 49 in the first quarter broke the finals record, then 86 in the first half to break a finals record um, and playoffs record. Um, most three-pointers made in a half with 13 and then um, most three-pointers in a game with 24, just breaking all sorts of records. So, yeah, Kevin Love, 6 of 8, too. I thought he was awesome. Um, rebounded well again. JR finally showed up and Tristan Thompson finally showed up. Um, shows what a difference it is when you've actually got the team playing instead of just one or two players. So... Definitely. Yeah, yeah no, very... I thought thought it was um an awesome awesome game from a Cavs perspective. Like you said, the first quarter was like a record breaking um, points with forty nine. Um, just on the Warriors, Curry and Clay Thompson only had um, twenty seven points together. I know you like to pick on Curry a little bit there, Jared, to say he goes <laughs> missing in the big games. Well, he did it again. But, He's um, three in a row now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's the first three games. Him and KD were were pretty outstanding. But you know, you got to give credit to the Cavs. I mean, they were shooting outstanding. You know, they they shot the lights off in the first half. Twenty eight from forty six from the field and thirteen of twenty two from the three point line um, to get a twenty two point lead at halftime. And once that first quarter of forty nine points was on the board, you. You didn't see anything other than the Cavs win, really. I, I mean, was LeBron was the fourth quarter when they got within eleven. Um, I was still like, I could just, yeah. just the way that team goes, you can just see them dropping, <laughs> hitting three or four threes all of a sudden. But I thought Tyron Lue was actually really, really good with his timeouts yesterday, stopping the game at the right where like they'd hit one three and he'd literally just stop it straight away, um, which yep. I thought was really good to uh, stop the momentum. And also, I guess there was a lot to do with the refereeing last night with just a lot of yeah. stopped play just for stupid things, and then not eventuating yeah. them much at all, that just kind of probably just, didn't help their momentum much at all. Just on that, um, I was reading or watching like a press conference after the game. I think it was Clay Thompson said that um, with everybody on two fouls, I think it was, that it was pretty hard to match the physicality of the Cavs, you know, to go in and, you know, take that chance to get the third foul. So, I mean, the Cavs pretty much played the right game plan, I thought, um, across the board. Like, um, like I said, LeBron... Wasn't probably as flashy as Irving, but still posted a triple, triple double and thirty-one points. I mean, yeah. So LeBron, I mean, he's been outstanding for the Cavs pretty much the whole series, and you just got to give credit to the Warriors and Kevin Durant's also been absolutely outstanding. So I mean, you never know. Three-one last year, as we like to all remember, and going back to Golden State. Um, so yeah, yeah I'd like I'd like to come in. Um, I know one of the quotes from Steph Curry is they said, "Oh, three one down is it the same as last year?" And he said, "No, it's a very different team." Um, and I think Steve Kerr brought it up. He said, "Draymond Green's not suspended this year. 
Kevin Durant in this year, and last year we weren't 15 and one. So uh, it's definitely is three one again. You can't deny that. But you just think this this year the Golden State team seemed to be a different beast. Even LeBron, when they're talking to him, I know LeBron will play it down as in we take a game at a time and look, it, the ball's in their court. But even LeBron wasn't getting ahead of himself. He said this team is an incredible team and we're not even thinking about 3-1 last year. Let's take a game at a time. Um, That's exactly but yeah, last year though. So. It is, it is. But I just, Draymond's not suspended. Dude, Kevin Durant's playing. because that's how bad he's been playing, to be honest. He's been not very good this series at all, to be honest. Yeah, but let's, let's be Kevin Durant's in probably career best form, um, and they're just ticking. Even uh, Clay Thompson's starting to make some points this final series, um, and obviously Cavs had that insane game yesterday. But you can't you can't see him scoring that many points four games in a row, can you? Oh, well, I th- honestly, it's not that many, but I think they got the offense to be score enough points four games in a row. It's just a matter of having a defensive game like they did in game three, where they seemed to defend a lot better, but then their offense went away in the stretch near the end there. So I think that we've had games defensively where they seemed to be a bit better, and yesterday they probably didn't need to defend as much, I guess, because they were scoring so much. So I guess it's a matter yeah. of if you put them both together, you might not need to score as many points as they did yesterday, but... If they defend a bit better and your offense is clicking, you can still win with 120, 115 on the board if you can keep Golden State to 110, 100. But, yeah. It's, yeah. Again, you're going to play very good basketball like they did yesterday. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think. Yeah, I just, I just want to mention something to you, Jared. Um, I remember how you spoke about the Cavs, the Cavs bench um, a few weeks ago. I mean, Richard Jefferson went from not seeing... Um, hardly any action for the Cavs in the early playoffs. Um, but the last few games, he's pretty much played a prominent role off the bench. And um, it gives gives the Cavs an option yesterday. on the wing. Yeah, gives the Cavs an option on the wing. And um, he's been matched up against KD, I believe. So what do you, what's your take on his role coming into the last few games? I mean, obviously with not much game time early on, but I think he's he's stepped up a little bit. He was playing a bit earlier um, on. He was actually marking Katie in the first couple of games, but he just looked a bit slow. But he's honestly, yesterday, he stepped up and looked awesome. Like He actually looked like he could, I wouldn't say lock Katie down, but he was able to affect him. I think he got two blocks Do a job. Him. Yeah, he got two Do blocks, a job. one block on him, and then he got a, uh, disrupted another one that they had a turnover as well. So he looked, yeah, he looked good yesterday. I mean, it gives LeBron a bit of a rest too because LeBron can't guard Katie for 48 minutes, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think it's that's the big one going to next game. If the Cavs want to have any chance at all, it's going to be Shumpert as well. I think Shumpert and Richard Jefferson are going to be the two guys in here really stand up on the defensive end against KD for us to have any chance at all. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important that um, Irving keeps up his form from the last game as well to give the Cavs any chance. Because I mean, we all know LeBron's going to score 30 plus points, but they really need someone to step up with him with KD and Curry. And um, Clay Thompson playing well. No, well, Curry and Clay have gone off a bit, but let's see if they come back. They're back at home now, so you'd, anyone would think... Oh, off a bit. One it was game. one game. Was one one game. game. Curry shot four of 13 and two of nine. So, look, he's, let's see if he comes back. I think he will. Well, you'll see. <laughs> I look forward to it. I love it. 25, so... Jared, just a quick Do you like Steph Curry? I'm not well, sure. I think he is a great, great basketball player. He is probably top five point guards of all time. Yes, I do. But I think he gets given a bit of a pass a lot of the time when he has a bad game or disappears, especially in the big games. Um, that's why I kind of get a bit antsy about him, as you obviously know. Um, <laughs> He gets. I just think he gets a pass. Like yesterday, where was any media attention or talking about his bad game? Well, there definitely was talk. I watched uh, uh, the pre uh, the post game show, and there was a lot of talk, a lot of focus on the way the Cavs shut down Curry. They seemed to focus on him um, defensively a lot more. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do that again um, back in uh, Golden State. What do you think? Do you think? I think Same game plan for the Cavs. Because they're kind of going, well, we'll let KD score as many as he wants, but if we shut the other yeah. guys down, we're fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's I like don't you, mind that, to be yeah, because you can't stop KD. You may as well stop Curry. Um, I don't mind. And it seemed to work. 
seemed to work. They didn't get hot. That's what I know. Yeah, like we said yesterday, the 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 officiating was there was a lot of fouls called, and every time you you thought Golden State might go on a run, it just seemed the Cavs had an answer every time. They'd go down the other end. Kyrie or Kevin Love would just sink a three. And you thought, okay, this is never happening. It was just they had an answer for everything yesterday. It was so a it was a round of games one to one and two, I thought, where that was yeah. the Cavs had going to run, and then Golden State would just hit a few threes. So it's a bit of a reversal. exactly. Um, I mean, the other thing I say with Curry is I just think like his attitude sometimes. Like I thought in game three when he did that celebration when KD hit that three. Did you see that? One where he did a shit. Yeah, he decided to try and like make him like, a shit on the court. I think that is like just that kind of stuff. That he does is just like, come on, man. Like, there's a there's you a kind of, there's when a bit of respect in the game that I think he just doesn't have, and that's why a lot of players in the league don't like him. And there's a lot of that going around that he's not liked by a lot of players in the league. So, who cares? Always, he's not. Yeah, he's not he's there not to there be to friends with everyone. Yeah. yeah. No, but oh, I think it's it's. It's funny. I reckon if that was Westbrook, you would be celebrating that like the funniest thing you've ever seen. No, I just think that's that's pretty too far. Like especially in a finals game. Um, to be fair, to defend him, he said he wasn't trying to do that. He wasn't trying to take a shit. Whether you believe him, whether you believe him or not, he just had a. a, On the court, what else could he have been doing? He had a reaction. uh, Just stretching out his hamstring. You know when you. His kick in in game one, like. like What's wrong with that? Oh, come on. If that's LeBron, you've got no issue. That whole team to me just seems like a bunch (laughs) of little... Draymond Green got in the car park after Game 7 crying and called Kevin Durant to get him to come to their team. That's supposed to be your enforcer, your your hard and hard-nosed person. Like, that whole team... Oscar, Oscar. Trent Gutherson for the Parramatta Eels did the same (laughs) celebration. I did not hear you say that was disrespectful at all. It's Draymond. It's Draymond Green. What do you expect? But I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like it. I like Draymond Green. He brings a lot to the it's team. Like, and uh, the, the fact he was actually able to play the game yesterday was a joke. He got two technical. Well, they said they stuffed the first one up, but then there was the flagrant foul where he literally, pretty much knocked out Tristan Thompson. I think it was. And yeah, but. The officiating Nothing. yesterday was bad all around. I think both teams got rubber the green in certain sections of the game. I think to be to complain against one one foul or one incident, there's probably another three or four so where you can argue. Well, kicked, kicked and punched, Shumpert got nothing. I mean, it's just to me. Well, just... We're calling that a punch. Come on, they're like six foot ten, weigh two hundred and fifty pounds. If that's a punch, come on, it's like a flick in the street, don't we, Harry? So that's why. Oh, but let's let's toughen up. You know, that's if 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 you're getting fouled out or flagrant foul for that, let's you know, let's take a deep breath and let's well, it's more kick on it. Mortal Kombat move on Tristan Thompson annoyed me. He literally punched him in the head just about and trying to after he, Tristan Thompson was already fouled. So, but anyway. Yeah. So, is there anything more we want to touch on on uh, the NBA Finals? I've I think I I've said my piece. Jared, do you have anything else? Um, it'll be all over after the next game. Yeah, what's your prediction, boys? Um, I'm going to say done. it'll go to a game six at least, I reckon. Minimum. After no. Cleveland. KD and Curry, bang, bang. Yeah, I think I think it'll be over. Is it Monday or Tuesday our time? Oh, I think it. I think it'll be over. I think Golden State by... Close to this time. I, I, I'm going to say seven, seven points. I'm going, to go, I'm going to go precise. Seven points. Kevin Durant with another performance and obviously we'll get finals MVP. Um, no, I reckon, yeah, like I said, six at least, but we'll see. Um, anyway, quick, we'll move off from the finals quickly. There's been a few uh, workouts going around with players for the draft and stuff. Have you seen anything about that much, Harry or Jai? Uh, not too much. I saw... Something briefly about Lonzo Ball was was he with the Lakers last week or this well, week? They're still probably not convinced whether they'll take him or not. That's the rumors whether I saw that's that. true or not. Like, um, do you buy that? Yeah, I'm not sure I buy it. I think he'll go to the Lakers. Yeah, I think. And it looks like the Kings are just in love with De'Aaron Fox, which is typical. He's a Kentucky player. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Someone every single year. It's just that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to jump on them. Like I want to kind of like them, but. They just keep doing things that makes me really, really question what they're doing. 
Seems a poorly run franchise. <laughs> Talk about getting rid of five and ten to go up to get him when you could probably get a rid of five plus your late pick or an asset and uh, and then keep ten. But oh well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I guess. Um, yep. Yeah, I think I think definitely. Um, I think the Lakers. Josh Jackson's another big option there for sure. Um, Play him as a two-three. It's a better defensive player than Ingram. I mean, Ingram's probably further off, whereas Jackson can come straight in and play. Um, I know there's similar positions, but Ingram's almost maybe a five now. I mean, four, sorry, now. More of a stretch four rather than a th- three, but I don't know. I guess we'll see come draft, but I'm really, I'm actually, I'm more, almost more excited for that than I have been these finals because these finals have been pretty bland. To be <laughs> So. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, yeah, well, to be honest, I haven't looked too much into the draft or the draft prospects. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to try and pretend I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to um, rugby league here back in back in <laughs> Australia. Let's move on to the better game. Um, first game was Thursday night. Was a grand final rematch. Um, Cronulla Sharks versus Melbourne Storm. Um, Billy Slater once again pressing for claims to be picked into that um, Queensland Maroons team. Um, Melbourne was pretty, pretty unconvincing performance um, from a Melbourne side of it. There was a lot of errors, fifteen errors for Melbourne, which is unheard of. Um, completed eight sets out of eight sets, and then I don't think they completed one for about uh, nine sets. But they got the job done. And just a quick one for you, Harry, just on that. Um, yep. Felice Cafusi playing for Melbourne Storm. There's been a bit of talk of him um, being mentioned in the Queensland arena. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first off, I'd like, in regards to that game, I'd like to say well-refereed game there by Cameron Smith on Thursday night. Uh, Flano said something similar. I, I, I joke, but, um, yeah, Kafusi, obviously a very good player, has been pretty good for the last few seasons. I think he's always been a pretty good player. Uh, if will he get into the Queensland side for game two, I don't So he's definitely a bolter. Um, I think they'll, they'll stick with their... Oh, I don't know. Autumn selection, I think, is going to be pretty standard to what we think it's going to be. It'll be Billy Slater in, Justin O'Neill out, and maybe... Uh, Cohen Hess on the bench along with um, uh, Wallace from the Titans. But, yeah, he's definitely – I wouldn't mind if he came in. He's a good player, um, and he plays uh, with a few of those Melbourne Storm boys week in, week out, so that would definitely add a little bit of chemistry to the Queensland team. But, yeah, the Storm doing what the Storm do. They ground out a good result. After going 12-0 up, it looked like it might have been a, a runaway game again. Um, but the, the Sharks showed uh, a lot of quality and character to, to make it tight, but – like always, the Storm have too much quality and they get it done, yeah, unfortunately. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a good result, but um, we'll go to the next game, Manly versus Newcastle Knights. Pretty heavy I mean, that one, wasn't there, Jai? Absolutely yeah. torrential. The conditions were awful, and I've got to say the football was nearly as bad. It was disgusting. <laughs> you um, know what the worst was? The refereeing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that try that Uate scored to pretty much, well, did win the game for Manly was just... Oh, I can't believe it. Um, you know, I love the game, but the refereeing um, is really bad sometimes. I mean, they go to the video ref nine times out of ten, and then, you know, a clear knock-on and probably one no idea how the linesman didn't see. And, you know, it cost Newcastle the game, but all I can say is Newcastle is shit. And uh, <laughs> Manly, they just keep somehow grinding out wins. I mean, they don't play pretty football. They don't have the best players, but, you know, they're in and around the top four, and statistics show if you finish in that top four, you've got a chance of winning the premiership. So back end of the season um, could come down to to who plays yeah. the better football. I think um, <clears throat> on the night, they are obviously not the best NRL team, um, but I think they're, they're looking better. They're starting to be a lot more competitive and, you argue that they probably should have won that game on uh, against Manly. So they're slowly getting better. Um, but on Manly, I think Cherry Evans looks pretty good on the right edge uh, with Dylan Walker and Uate. So they're doing quite well. Um, like you said, they just keep chipping along and getting wins. Uh, they can be a little bit inconsistent at times, but 
they seem to be on the track and yeah they'll definitely be up there definitely in the top eight and they're sniffing around that top four area so they're another team to watch they've uh, always seemed to be up and around there um so let's see how they go i think they played pretty well on friday night but again yeah. newcastle very unlucky yeah, let's move on to the um, Channel 9 Broncos versus uh, <laughs> the South Sydney Rabbitohs. How's Harry um, with uh, Milford going down? Yeah, uh, yeah I was about to, about to touch on that one. Um, obviously, the Burgess boys playing in front of their national team coach in Wayne Bennett. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll probably agree with me that they led from the front. I mean, they kept South in the game um, with just the metres that they made. I remember seeing the first couple sets. I think they had three or four hit-ups out of the six tackles. I mean, um, they're just machines and they just keep going. But the Broncos' defence is probably up there with the Melbourne Storm and the Sharks, in my opinion, as one of the best. Um, Matt Gillett, um, I would take this guy at the Melbourne Storm or any team. Um, he is simply outstanding. I think he's one of the better better back rollers in the game. Um, but, yeah, the Broncos down without Anthony Milford, which probably isn't... Um, a massive, massive loss with you got Ben Hunt and obviously the quality in uh, Benji Marshall. But without Milford, I mean, there's that flair gone. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Harry? Well, firstly, I think Friday night, Broncos were pretty good. I think Rabbitohs are one of those teams you don't know what Rabbitohs team's going to rock up. They seem to lack a little bit of quality this year, especially in the back line. Um, but like you said, the Burgess brothers were just on fire. Um, they were insane. I think they led the most run metres. Burgess, I think, 151 metres or something silly. Tom Burgess was up there with 134. Um, but on Milford, uh, as soon as I saw it, you see Milford down. It's As a Broncos fan, it's awful. Um, but I thought Cody Nicarima coming in for Ben Hunt. Obviously, Ben Hunt dropped in the, to the Queensland Cup was a huge call. Um, but I think uh, Cody did a pretty good job. Uh, try assist, I think. Um, and he just ran ran well. He's got a bit of flair like Milford. So like you said, with Milford out missing a bit of flair, I think Cody can play that role if Wayne Bennett decides. But I think Wayne Bennett will bring in Benji, um, Ben Hunt from seven possibly. And um, but, from the bench, you think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think just touching on Benji Marshall, I know the Broncos got a lot of stick when they signed him. He's been outstanding in this origin period. I think he's been the probably off the bench on the – on Friday, he was very good. And the week before that... Against the um, Roosters, he was man of the match for me. Yeah, he... easily. Yeah, I thought he was... In, he was like, he rewinded the clock. It was, it was crazy. But uh, the Broncos, yeah, they keep trudging along. Uh, origin period's always pretty tough for those guys. But I think they got a, a buy or two coming up soon. Um, so that'll... Milford's injury might be less affected than we first thought. We don't know how long he's out. Dislocated shoulder could be six weeks. I heard weeks. six weeks. Yeah, I heard six weeks yeah. today. So maybe but... a buy or two in there. It might not be too bad. Yeah. I think especially this this part of the season, like when you see Melbourne and the Broncos and the Roosters and that sort of stuff, you don't really take too much to the losses because of the um the bodies that play origin football. So yeah, the Broncos they're a top four team for me. Um they can definitely win it this year. If they can keep everyone fit. I mean it's a testing period for them, but uh, let's move on to the Panthers versus Raiders, which was another cracking game. Um I watched this game. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, a um, bit of Moylan magic there. Um, it's got the Panthers back into the top eight. I know you spoke about it earlier, Harry. You thought they'd only get six wins <laughs> for the season, and right. here they are on six wins. I think it might be four in a row. <laughs> yeah, so no, they've definitely found their form. Um, Moylan like to... five eight is yeah. He's turned them around, so. Yeah, I'd like to touch on that earlier comment about <laughs> I'd like to get a bit of background. Uh, this is when Penrith... Uh, we're playing awfully. Um, I think they had two wins and we're a third of the way through the season. <laughs> Me and Dry were arguing, uh, are the Panthers a good team or not? And I probably was a little bit over the top. I said, no, look, they're shit. They'll probably end up, you know, we're a third of the way and they got two wins. They'll, they'll finish on six wins this year. They're a shocking team. Um, but look, they're on six wins now. Uh, Moylan, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Moylan at 5'8 looks special. Set up two tries in the final three minutes. So he's starting to mature as a player. Um, and look, they just look like the, the real deal again. I think Canberra were pretty unlucky. They played well. Um, but yeah, just remind me of the game last year when they played each other in the finals, wasn't it? The Penrith and the Rab, uh, Raiders game. It's just always exciting. So good rugby league. 
Yeah, just I think from what I can see, the Raiders just don't look the same team they were as last year. I mean, they would outscore teams, you know, they'd concede 20 or 30 but score 40 or 50. I mean, they just don't look the same. In the last couple of weeks, they've lost a few on the bell. So, yeah, it's interesting to see what Ricky Stewart can do there. Yep, could not agree more. Um, second last game for the weekend was the Cowboys versus the Eels. I know you'll be happy with this. JT was, well, Jonathan Thurston was outstanding. I mean, he was, looked like he hadn't been out. Um, not sure if it was a combination of the Eels just being woeful, but um, Thurston was was on song, and it's a good a good sight for all Queenslanders. I am getting uh, destroyed uh, today, but uh, look that that information came from a reliable source <laughs> on NRL. It's not your fault. I wouldn't believe that source anymore if I was you. It's not my fault. It's it's Paul Kent, mate. It's not my fault. I just watched the TV. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Paul Kent, mate. If you're listening, my name dropping right. He's my champion. He's my mate. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think Kevin Wilders would be pretty happy watching JT. I think three try assists, scored a try of his own or something like that. So he was heavily involved. Um, just to come off an injury like that, being out for that long, um, he is. I think he'll go down as probably the greatest of all time in my book. Um, just Andrew Johns, of course, yeah. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> so he's been sensational. So as a Queensland fan, I can't wait. And Cowboys will probably go on a bit of a better run. They've been a bit hot and cold this year. Uh, JT in and out with the injuries, and they you know, just didn't really look their normal team. But I'd like to point out Mitchell Moses in the Parramatta team um, looks pretty poor at the moment I think there was rumours he's going to be getting dropped or could possibly be getting dropped yeah big big money signing coming in middle of the season a lot of hopes on him a lot of money invested uh, by Parramatta must be pretty disappointing if you're a Parramatta fan to watch Mitchell Moses say the bloke from Parramatta celebrated the same as Steph Curry yeah, uh, he did last week. Yeah, he did. I was going to say, you've lost 632. Probably uh, keep that one, champ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Harry, week. I just I want to get your view on this. I mean, um, Paul Green, obviously, is the Cowboys coach. Yep. He said some ridiculous comment. You probably know what I'm yeah. going to say. Cohen that Cohen Hess is not yeah. ready for origin football. The old Look. saying is, if... You're good enough. You're old enough, and yeah. he said he's not ready for Origin football. Is he just protecting um, his team around this Origin period and pretty much denying Cohen Hess an opportunity to probably live his boyhood dream? I think so. I think definitely it's got a little bit of a hint of Wayne Bennett and Anthony Milford game one. I think obviously Cowboys they don't have as many players out as say the Broncos or Melbourne, but. They do seem to struggle around origin time as well. Um, Cohen Hess off the bench for the Cowboys has been just insane. Um, he And he is a young guy. There's definitely something to it. Cohen Hess is young. He hasn't played that much NRL footy. So going to state of origin is a big step. Um, but just the form's undeniable, I think, from a Queenslander point of view. I think Kevin Walters will have him in off the bench. Um, but I can see what he's trying to say. Obviously, he's young. It is a big step up. But the form's just undeniable, and I think, yeah, he's trying to protect his team a little bit. I wouldn't think too much into it. I, th- I think I expect Colin Hess on the bench. But like you said, I've got a few things wrong recently, so who knows? Yeah, let's um, not give you too much opportunity to get other things wrong. But uh, let's <laughs> let's move to the last game. The last game <laughs> today, um, pretty much a, a result we expected. Roosters, 40 West Tigers, 18. The Roosters' depth um, is phenomenal. I mean, they're adding Tedesco next year, and they've still got um, Gordon at fullback. Where the hell is he going to fit in? He's been rumoured to go a straight swap to the um, Tigers. But for me, the Roosters are a massive title contender. I mean, when they've got everyone fit, and this is a testing period for them around Origin as well. They're the same as the Broncos and Melbourne. Four or five of their players play. But Connor Watson off the bench um, is a good little asset, I think. Um, Jake Friend went off with a concussion and a split head in the first couple minutes, and he scored a couple tries. And Mitchell Pearce was, again, I'm happy to see him playing well as a New South Wales player. I think he was nearly man of the match. But, yeah, Roosters, too good, and they're definitely a premiership contender. 
Um, you've actually missed yeah. a game there, Jai, as well. On and it had one of the biggest stories too with the Gold Coast Warriors and Kieran Foran going down. Yeah, I was going to get to that game because no one really cares about them two teams. <laughs> yeah, to any Warriors or or Titans fans, I'm sorry, They're just eh. no. But <laughs> we'll just quickly, quick minute on it. Uh, uh, Warriors played well. They didn't do any Warriorsy things that they sometimes do. They they stuck to it and uh, got the result. Um, yeah, look, the more the less said about the Titans in the Warriors, the better, I think. Yeah, I forgot they were leaving in the comp. I mean, congrats to Ryan Hoffman <laughs> for his 300 game. Yeah, and let's 300. move on to AFL. So, well, just just a quick one on the Roosters. I thought quick one. Aiden Guerra went over for a double, and he's off to Newcastle next year for big money. He's been pretty poor for the last eighteen months, you'd say, but uh, came oh, back yeah. with a bounce today. Off, yeah. So maybe he's got a point to prove. But yeah, let's move on to AFL. We'll oh, good weekend. Bulldogs, um, on Thursday night, yep. which was a bit of a shock there. Sydney absolutely walloping the Bulldogs, eighty-eight to forty-two. Um, that was yeah. Watched watched that bit of that. It was got pretty boring to be honest. I turned it off. <laughs> but yeah, Sydney. Like I said earlier, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, they're probably they're going to make a good run here. Like they've got a good team still. We've got people coming back. Um, yeah, I, like I said, it's a very weird season this year. You don't know who's going to beat who. Yeah, I yeah. Think the Swans as well. Four wins out of the last five. They dominated everything. Thirty-two. More inside 50 marks. I mean, you're going to win any game if you do that. Um, Dogs' lowest score of the season, the biggest loss in over a year. Mm. They just don't look like the team they were last year. And um, Isaac Heaney, I think it was, 31 disposals and five marks. He was was pretty good. But, yeah, the Dogs don't look like they are a team that are going to defend the Premiership and the Swans are right up there. Is it right that? Issues as well, though, so let's not get... Is it right that Tippett might be off? Oh, well, you'd want to trade him because he's... How bad has he been since he's gone? Thank God we got rid of him. Um, <laughs> million dollars. Jesus, that's the biggest overpaid in sports history, isn't it? Um, what's he doing? Oh, ben Hunt's up there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a rumor. There's rumors around that he might be a bit of trade bait coming into the end of the season. And So this is what, this is what really annoys you with the AFL, actually, when it comes to your trades and that. There's no... It's not like the NBA where you can just ship them off wherever you want. I mean... Player wants has to want to go somewhere, which is a pity for Sydney because it'd be great for them to go. Oh, Gold Coast are offering us something good. Unlucky, see you, Kurt. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. See what where he goes or what they get for him. But I think he's got another year left on the contract. So does anyone want to pay him a million dollars for another year? That's a question that has to be asked as well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely not. Um, next game. Adelaide and St Kilda. I know, Jared, you're an Adelaide fan. Joy, you're a St Kilda fan. Please discuss. Um, we suck without Nick Revolt. And um, the Crows were good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I said it to you guys earlier in the season, Joe. I said um, you guys haven't won a game without Nick. He just seems to be your link-up man on the wing, which is a big, big deal, especially the way the Crows play through the midfield and through that link row with the um, the back line all the way to the forwards, through the wing especially. Um, no Nick helping you there becomes very, very hard all of a sudden. Um, but I thought it was a pretty average game. I didn't think the Crows really played that well. It was pretty scrappy. Saints are pretty poor. Um, the first quarter, I think they did the job. But they, I think it looked like they did so much in the first quarter that they just kind of went through easy the rest of the game. So, yeah. Um, but again, and it was good to see for once Rory Sloan get tagged, and it was good to see other people finally step up in that situation. And him Sam not. Jacobs. Sam Jacobs what a is game. amazing. All Australian ruckman this year, easy at the moment. No one else is close, I don't think. That's just a simple fact. It's only injuries in the ruck position at the moment, too. Um, with Gorn, no, no, not Gorn, no, not knowing, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was, I think it was really, really good win for the Crows, but. We got the buy now. It'll be interesting to see what happens the next couple of weeks. I think the Crouch brothers have been awesome this year, and Greenwood again, sixteen contested possessions. How good's he been since he's come in? Um, who would have thought that he'd be so influential? But yeah, Dry, just a quick one. Yeah, mate. You're a St Kilda fan, obviously. Yeah. They don't play well without uh, Nick. Are you worried? Nick Revolt seems to be. I reckon he's close to sixty-seven years old now. <laughs> 
Are you worried that when he goes, you're in trouble? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was just about to say he's probably only got one, maybe two. I mean, after this season, he might be pretty much done. But yeah, like I said, the stats without him are pretty ordinary. Um, as a team, he's just such a leader. I mean, he's been at the club for a thousand years, and um, he's well liked <laughs> around the playing group. But yeah, without him, we just don't look the same team. I mean, he, he can play anywhere. Perception, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been there forever. Um, he's better than his brother anyway, so that's all that really matters. Cousin. Um, Cousin. <laughs> the other thing I think... Um, the thing is, though, like you guys have some good young players. Um, Bruce looks really good. Four goals. Um, he looks like he's going to be a really, really good player. And um, young Ross. Billings as well kicked five goals the other week. He looks really, really good as well. And you've got Paddy McCartan, um, Stephen, Jack Stevens, of course, and Kobe Stevens as well. So you've got... Definitely got some really, really good young players in and about there. It's just about, I guess, filling in that void with Nick. Yeah. Seb Ross has done pretty well the last couple of weeks. So, um, but yeah, let's let's stop talking about... on the weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's stop um, pumping up your tyres. Jared, and we'll move on to the Gold Coast first Hawthorne, which was a big win for the coast. Harry. Yes. Let's get your thoughts on that one. Well, shock. Shock horror. Hawthorne lost. Um, I don't know what's going on. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. That's what I was about to say. What is going on? Gary Ablett starred. Um, we all know how good Gary Ablett is. Um, played a good game. But I don't know what's going on with Hawthorne. I would ask Jared, uh, probably a bit more expertise than I do, what's what's wrong with Hawthorne this year? I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. It's just the players they've lost seems to... And the players that compared to the players they've got back seems to be a massive um, issue. And then the, the drop off if you're Josh Gibson's and your people like that just seems to even Gunston's been very very average. Um, just doesn't. O'Meara, your big import again. Like I said, he still hasn't played. He's played what two games this year, maybe I think now. Yeah. And he's supposed to be your number one big recruit superstar. It's just it's just everything that can go wrong is going wrong. I guess for Hawthorne, it seems to be. Um, yeah. Gold Bit Coast of Murphy's Law. They're looking all right. They're, I reckon they could push for an eight to the, for the eight possibly this year. They just need to start beat, winning some bigger games. They seem to beat the teams they should, but then not sharp against teams that they have a, like 50 50 against. They seem to get beaten out by. So, yeah. yeah we'll see what happens. Just well, a rebuilding stage. And uh, let's move on to Harry. How yeah. you can tell us this result. Yeah. I mean,. Go yep, on yep. about it for the next 40 minutes if you want because it's probably well, the only time you'll do it. I just want to – let's take us back a week, maybe a week or so ago, and I was on the podcast and I said, the Brisbane Lions are going to go on a run and we are going <laughs> to finish in the top eight and Brisbane will be back in the finals. And here we go. Uh, a week later, we have come and just absolutely smashed the Fremantle Dockers. Oh, it was just a fantastic game. As you know, I think I've said before, I'm – just starting to get into AFL. Uh, this year I've really made an effort to, to watch Lions games. Um, hasn't been that fun. But this week I absolutely enjoyed myself. I thought Dane Beams, what a player. And It's Zorko. Those two, they're just insane. And, um, yeah, it was just fun to watch from the first quarter. They started well. Um, and you're expecting the, the young team to just, you know, throw the lead away like we'd normally do. But they just... Played really good footy, Jared. What do you think? Um, like I said a couple of weeks ago, when you guys played us, um, it's you've finally got your core old um, mature midfielders together. They've um, Rockcliffe came back in finally. You've got all the experienced guys together, and you get a win under your belt. So, just goes to show how much that experience helps um, with help those young guys through it. And just to go again, it's the Perth teams. They just can't seem to play away from home. It is ridiculous. Frio and West Coast just, oh god. It's just embarrassing, yeah. to be honest. It's also also good um, for us three here as well, seeing Archie Smith play. Um, we went to school with him, and he's he's done all right so far. Um, so hopefully he has a big future in the game and continues to improve. He's doing his work on his kick. We'll get him. I think, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I just see that, see that shot. Yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> wasn't his Sorry, best mate. shot, but uh, he'll be, I reckon he'll, he'll be on the podcast one day, boys, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop talking about... Um, that Come game, on. Harry. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. We'll touch on quickly. Oh, actually, boring. We'll quickly, Essendon Port was a big surprise, massive surprise. Yeah. 
I thought Port were going to do this to Essendon, to be honest. Um, Essendon were tanked in round four and now they're back. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, let's talk about the surprise of the weekend. Carlton 71, GWS 70. Is it the, in, I think it's the injury list finally catching up with the Giants? The only being able to have... Then they had 26 the other week to pick from. This week they had 27 again, 28 maybe. So, And I think their knee fell side got beaten by 100 points as well because they've got them just top-up players in their second team because that's how much their injuries they got. So, yeah, uh, it's only one point, but it's a good win for Carlton. I mean, look how low scoring it was, 71 to 70. That's a shocking out of footy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not good at all. But You're not wrong. Very, very good for Carlton. They needed a win. Cruiser was awesome. Um, but, yeah, GWS, I think it's just the injuries. I still don't think it's too much of an issue for them. They start getting players back and they'll be fine. So that Deledio injured again. So is he going to actually play for them at all? Big signing mm. from um, Richmond and hasn't gone in the park once this season. So. Yeah, that was a good game, I thought, 71-70. But tomorrow, um, the Ds play Collingwood. You'd probably see Collingwood get up there, I think. Probably flip a corner, um, I reckon. Yeah, it's close one. Collingwood, the Pies been playing well the last couple of weeks. But so have, so let's move on to your... I think um, Melbourne are five of their last six, possibly, as well. Or... Yeah, uh, five wins and five losses. So they've looked good last week well, so they, um... they won last week and got the bye. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I think Let's move on to UFC, Harry. Woo! Yeah. Well, UFC fight night 110 uh, today uh, in, in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, a card that was full of Kiwis and Aussies. So there was a lot of local talent. Um, just as I'm reading this, my iPad is going dead. Um, so I'll pull it up on the phone. Um, Mark Hunt, obviously, with Derek Lewis in the main event. Um well, Derek Lewis and Mark Hunt, obviously two very heavy hitters. Uh, Mark Hunt got the victory by TKO, TKO in the fourth round. Um, most people thought that would probably only last one round, but Derek Lewis just was too tired in the end. Mark Hunt, probably too experienced, just handled himself well, uh, close off the distance, um, and just had Derek Lewis against the cage most of the fight and just teed off on him. Um, but, yeah, that... that uh, fight lasted a bit longer than we thought, um, and a sad one. Dad's army. Uh, he's gone. He went down in a pretty devastating knockout to uh, Derek Brunson. Um, he ended his two-fight losing streak, uh, absolutely knocking the face off uh, poor Dad's army. So oh, look, he's he's pretty old now. He's taken a beating. Um, so you'd think maybe that could be his final UFC fight. Hopefully not. He's a very well-respected uh, fighter in Australia. Um, and obviously... for the win. Yeah, exactly right. And a uh, bit of local talent. Um, Hooker finished Ross Pearson with an absolutely crazy uh, knee to the face in the second round. So that it was a weird card. Probably wasn't the most stacked card of all time, but it was just a bunch of insane fights and insane finishes. So Hooker got the victory there. Um, and then just a quick one, Ben Yuen also got uh, his win, a local Brizzy boy. Um, absolutely destroyed Tim Elliott in the first round, choking him out after 37 seconds. It was insane. So that's a huge result for him. Um, yeah, so and then there was that crazy Moldovan guy. Joe, I think you watched that. You text me as we were watching it. Yeah, it's massive. 23 years old and absolutely knocked this guy's head off in the most vicious TKO, TKO I've ever seen, I think. Um, so it was a good card, uh, good results, uh, mixed results for the Aussies and the Kiwis. Um, but, yeah, good card nonetheless. And uh, let's look forward to next month with Robbie Whitaker coming up against uh, Romero um, for the uh, interim title. So a lot to look forward to in the UFC. Yeah, it was a great – it was a great – couple of fights there was some brutal knockouts but lastly there's a couple of questions that i've got um for all three of us here just in the premier league um we've been asked top five predictions for next season and the bottom three jared or or harry i'll we'll get your uh, I um, top five 
probably going to be pretty similar <laughs> to this year, isn't it? Um, I think Chelsea, Tottenham, obviously, going to be up there again. City probably pushing because they're going to definitely spend a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Already have. Already have, exactly. Um, so I think those three are probably the three we'll see fighting it out for the first, second, third. Um, be cool. Where's you know? And United yeah. fourth, they might they might be up there. Um, and then you know, <laughs> Liverpool and Arsenal probably be oh. fifth, sixth, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. So I reckon that's interesting. Yeah, My top five. Well, um, pretty tough, I think. I think. Give me orders, Chelsea... mate. Give me orders so we can, you know, rewind this back. <laughs> years time. Uh, I think Chelsea oh, won. That's that's Jesus that's advice. That's a Hosco thing. No, but <laughs> it's no. not. Like it. No. It's not controversial. They won the league pretty comfortably this year. They're looking to buy well. There's a bit of drama with Diego Costa. But Romelu Lukaku looks like he's coming in. But it's one of those things. Who knows? But I'll, I'll pick Chelsea one, bias. I'll put an asterisk next to that. Um, I think I think in two, I'd say, I'm going to say Manchester City. I think they're coming in hot with their spending. I think maybe Guardiola, a season under his belt, he might... Work it out in saying that. It'll probably come seventh and I'll look stupid again. Uh, third, Jai's not going to like this. I'm going to say Man United. I think Jose's second season typically is always his best season. Um, they're going to spend pretty big. Um, and they're clearing a lot of dead wood, which looks uh, to be promising for them. And then fourth, this is where it's tough. Tottenham are insane last year. They're at, they're at Wembley next year. That's a big test. Wembley, then you've got to line up Liverpool. Don't know about Liverpool, actually, and then you got. Thing. I'll put them back. I'll put them to six then, actually. <laughs> six. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm still going to stick with Arsenal in fourth. Wow, that's yuck. And then I'm going to say Liverpool fifth, oh. Tottenham sixth. I just think you Wembley's going to. Let's be honest. Like the stats are there. And We've seen it. Like you look at any stats with any team moving away to a. Their stadium, the first look. You look at West Ham this year. I know it's West Ham. I think it'll be tough, but in Tanner, they'll probably come second again or first or something. I look stupid. And then my bottom three. Oh, who knows? Probably Huddersfield will go down. Uh, who else came up this year, Joe? I'm having a mind Brighton, blank. Newcastle. Or Brighton will go down. Newcastle stay up there. A good, good club. And then my third team going down. I'm gonna go for a random one. I'm gonna say Watford. I'm going to throw That's some just shade me. just because of a certain beef we know about and say Southampton. <laughs> Southampton going down. The group but... that'll be lit later once we hear this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, my prediction for that season, first I will go Manchester City. I think Pep Guardiola will just buy. Wrong. Crazy. <laughs> just... um, second, I'm going to go Manchester United. I just think that they are going to be... Very, nah. very good next season. Third, I'm going to go Chelsea. Um, fourth, I'm going to go Tottenham. Obviously, playing at Wembley is going to be tough. Um, but I'm backing us to win a trophy and um, keep our players. You're not winning a trophy. And, yeah, <laughs> mate, it'd be a home <laughs> game. Are they, are they eligible for the community shield, Harry? They might have a chance. No. no. Chelsea, not even Chelsea choked. Lost to a shit Arsenal team. Um, so that's good Mission signs for next season. And fifth, I'm going to go Arsenal. Um, and I'm going to say that Wango will get the sack. Bottom three, I will go Burnley. And then I will say probably Huddersfield as well. And then I'm thinking another random team. Oh, oh it's tough. What's oh. it, bro? I got a feeling. Um, as if Brighton is staying up, bro. Yeah, it's, I was going to throw in a weird <laughs> one and say... Um, West Ham. Oh, oh. Mm, that's hard. Slavin Bilic is going to get the sack halfway through the season. Watch this space. Yeah, having a laugh. <laughs> All right. Was there any other questions? Um, yeah, there was one. For this was for you and me, Harry. But um, I've already oh, answered the question. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> it's another football one. As a footballer in the contracts, you know, obviously in contracts you have a sell-on fee or yes. compensation fee. What happens if the player 
leaves for free? I don't know. We will have to get a sports lawyer in here, but I'd assume... I think it would depend in the contract. Is the sell-on fee, it might say, is a percentage of the transfer fee or it might be a fixed price. I think it would... It's sign fee as well. If it's in the contract, you can't physically leave for free, I don't think. Yeah, I was thinking that if a player was to leave for free, there would have to be some sort of compensation thing because this is obviously a Patrick Roberts but, thing. This rumours him signing for... Um, Celtic on a permanent deal and then putting in a, um, a sell-on fee, which is pretty common now. So I thought if he was to leave for free, there might be um, a compensation fee as well. well Some so of it will go to full. Like, it's like a, it's similar to a, um, a trade kicker. I know with the NBA, that like if you had to trade someone, they, their contract would go up 15% or something like that. Um, so I think it's going to be a similar situation to that where you can't actually go for free. It has to be, it's in the contract. If you get traded, you get that compensation. Yeah, I think it entirely depends. Like if it's Patrick Roberts goes on a free transfer, is that if his contract runs out and he just signs for a new club or is it literally traded, yeah. transferred for a free transfer? If it becomes a free agent. Yeah. Free Honestly. agent. Is, if it's a, yeah, if it's a, Runs out of contract. There's no sale, so there's no sell-on fee. I would assume. Yeah. But to say if yeah. he went for thirty million, it would depend on what the contract says. I think most of the time it's a fixed figure, and then you can also have a percentage, say like a ten percent sell-on fee. I think it varies. Yeah, it's just it's a tough one. I honestly, I really didn't know the answer until I thought about it more. So, well, yeah, that's it. Cool. I don't think so. I think we've covered the bases. Um, I'm pretty right, tired too. Get another one done this week, I reckon, boys. I think. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe a interesting series. Maybe, maybe the end of a series and other things to touch on. So. Looking I look forward, forward to, to it. it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, Look, thank you. Hit us up on our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, um, uh, and also our website. Check out some articles and. Don't forget to email us questions or hit us up anywhere else. So thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.